0: The MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. Bitcoin
1: has been hovering around 1 million rand over the last two weeks, but that's not for the first time. It last broke through 1 million rand to trade briefly at 1.06 million in November 2021, Before crashing 70%, trading all the way back to 280,000 Rand. Now, if you're a Bitcoin believer, 280,000 Rand is a price we will probably never see again. But is it different this time? Should we get used to living with Bitcoin at 1 million Rand or even higher? There are a few events on the horizon that potentially change the outlook for Bitcoin the halving, which is just a few months away, and then there's ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which are now authorized to acquire Bitcoin. And that's only been a month or so, and they've wasted little time racking up more than $8 billion in Bitcoin within a matter of weeks. Perhaps even more significant is that Bitcoin is now 15 years old and has proven its durability against massive skepticism in the early part of its career. So, will we come to look at the 1 million Rand Bitcoin as cheap at the price? To answer this, we're joined by Christo De Witt, who is country manager for Crypto Exchange Luno. Welcome back, Christo. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. Can you ask, answer that question that I just posed? Will we come to look at the 1 million Rand Bitcoin as cheap at the price?
0: No, it's a, it's a very good question. And I think. If we look at um, you know where Bitcoin was in November 2021, um, and if we don't look at it in the in the rand value but in the in the dollar value, and then you look at the subsequent retraction as well, you know we've had a very very volatile end of 2022, um, and then Bitcoin slowly gaining momentum throughout 2023. It is a very interesting question. You know we've been seeing it hovering around that one million mark now for the last two weeks, as you've mentioned, um, but. Bitcoin surpassing its previous, you know, RAND value all time high, but it still hasn't met the, the, the previous high it held against the US dollar. And I think that speaks a lot about, you know, the weakening of the RAND over the last few years. But what is very critical of, of this is it's just the attention that we're giving to Bitcoin and the value it holds in fiat or in money. Now, whether or not Bitcoin will retract again and it will go down to the previous lows, we don't know. But I think there are many analysts that believe that Bitcoin will reach far greater heights. And I mean, if we look at the performance of Bitcoin over the last decade or so, it is clear that the performance can be seen to follow, you know, the halving cycles from, of, of Bitcoin. And I think one of the key takeaways from, from this analysis is that Bitcoin seems to be reaching higher highs And then also higher lows. Now, I think it's important to mention here that, you know, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are volatile assets and that previous performance should not necessarily be used as a guarantee or a guide for future gains. But I think it's a very interesting time that we're seeing now in the run up to that next halving cycle.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that in RAND terms, we're very close to the all-time high. I don't think we quite touched uh, 1.06 million RAND. But, of course, in dollar terms, it's uh, it's still about 24% off its, its all-time high. So yeah. it, it's got a bit of a way to go there. Now, a lot of people, regardless of that, and, and that, of course, is a function of the RAND weakening over the last few years between 2021 and now – there's been a roughly 24 percent, 25 percent depreciation in the rand against the dollar, which accounts for that discrepancy. A lot of people looking at this will say the boat has sailed them by. I mean, to, to ask somebody to get into Bitcoin now at a million Rand, they I think, OK, it's uh, I've, I've missed that one. What do you say to people like that?
0: You know, the thought of owning one Bitcoin at a million Rand seems quite daunting and even out of reach for most people. However, I think just as with stocks and gold, it is possible to invest in Bitcoin without having to buy a full coin. Using a platform such as Luno, um, investors can start their journey for as little as 10 Rand. So, yes, you know, I think. Investors should not necessarily just look at, you know, the ship has sailed because Bitcoin is now valued at a million rand or near to a million rand. But I think if we take a step back, perhaps, and we look at what is the the place that Bitcoin and other cryptos play um, or is taking up in our broader financial world? I don't think that with Bitcoin at this current price point that people who have not invested have missed the boat, so to speak. It's all about how holding a balanced portfolio. And I think the crypto industry is in essence still in its infancy and more and more use cases and adoption will follow in the years to come. Now, I'm not able to predict what this means for Bitcoin um, and the value of Bitcoin in the future. But I think from a market's point of view, we can draw up a lot of comparisons between what's happening in the Bitcoin market and in the, the stock market, in the gold index, for instance.
1: Right. So we've talked about the halvening. Perhaps we better explain that. I mean, Bitcoin enthusiasts will have no trouble understanding that. But for people who are new to it, what is the halvening?
0: Yeah, I think to fully understand Bitcoin, it is important to note that that Bitcoin is a finite asset. So there will only be 21 million Bitcoin in in existence, and it's built into the core of Bitcoin, and and this cannot be modified. Now, how Bitcoin is generated, it's done through a process called mining, where these transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain is verified by, you know, a bunch of computers running a bunch of algorithms. Um, And then these Bitcoin miners are rewarded in Bitcoin for these algorithms uh, or or computations that they solve. Now, every four years, that reward that these miners are given is halved. And that then reduces the overall supply of, of Bitcoin on the market. Now, um, since its inception, there's been three halving events, with the next one being estimated to take place in April this year. The mining reward will then be reduced from 6.25 Bitcoin to 3.125 Bitcoin. Um, And then we've seen with the value of Bitcoin, usually increase in the run-up to these halving events and then immediately after. And I think what we're currently seeing in the market, you know, this paired with the the, the approval of the ETFs, uh, the Bitcoin spot ETFs in the US, there's been a lot of positive sentiment in the crypto market as a whole. Right. So uh,
1: d- just to uh, summarize that, w- what happens every 10 minutes, currently there's about six point, there is exactly 6.25 Bitcoin that is released to the, the lucky people, the miners, who discover what is the mathematical puzzle, if I can put it so crudely, that they've got to solve. In April, that reduces by half to 3.125. So you've got this constricted supply. And these halving events will continue over the next uh, every four years. And so you'll get less and less Bitcoin. And this was, of course, anticipated in the Bitcoin white paper that you would get higher and higher prices. So to make it more valuable for people to get into mining and to own Bitcoin as time progressed. Correct?
0: Absolutely. And I think there's been a lot of uh, attention as well on the energy consumption of of these mining operations, because obviously they run um, a lot of computers. That's quite energy uh, intensive. But as the reward for these mining um, operations and then the Bitcoin reward is diminishing over time, there's also an incentive there to become more efficient than this as well. Um, and that overall speaks to you know, the, uh, the finiteness or, the, or the, the, the absolute final amount of Bitcoin that will ever be in existence. And then ultimately making it um, very similar to, to gold. I mean, a lot of people in the industry refer to Bitcoin as digital gold.
1: Yeah. Okay. So at Luno, you're no doubt seeing more interesting cryptos, generally speaking, Bitcoin not being the only one, because prices have been rising. And I think this is just characteristic of market trends. Prices go up, people start paying a bit more attention and they start acquiring a bit more. Give us some idea what's happening with trading volumes over the last year. Have you seen that that greater scale of adoption? No, I
0: think the, the the trading volumes that we're seeing on the platform is very much related to the market conditions as well. I think if we look at the overall price point at which many investors got into cryptocurrency, that also indicates the level of activity that they will hold on the platform. But as we come out of or came out of the, the kind of the volatile 2022 period into that 23 period where we see the markets kind of recover, there has been an increased demand and increased activity on our platforms. Um, Karen. so interestingly enough, when, when Luna was founded just over 11 years ago, um, we only offered Bitcoin, and it was one of the first platforms, or actually the first platform in South Africa that enabled South Africans to buy Bitcoin with, with RAND. Um, and over the years, we started adding more and more of these cryptocurrencies, but we still... offer far lesser um, cryptocurrency or tokens than some of our great or biggest competitors. And the reason for that is so that we take such a rigorous approach to adding coins to our platform. There's a lot of work and effort that goes into validating the legitimacy and the safety of these coins. However, over the last few years, we've seen a a much bigger or rapid succession of us adding these new coins. And what we definitely can see is also the changing behavior and almost the maturing of of crypto investors in that they are exploring further and and beyond just the big cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and then the second biggest one, which is Ethereum. Over the last two months or so, very interestingly, we've seen that Solana has overtaken XRP on our platform as the third most popular coin. So there's a lot of movement in the altcoin space. We know that altcoins are all other cryptocurrencies besides Bitcoin. But it's a very interesting dynamic that's happening. And I think that also speaks to this overall maturing of the crypto market where investors um, and customers overall get more comfortable with the different coins available and also learn more about the the underlying fundamentals that make up these, these coins and the blockchains that they operate on.
1: It's worth pointing out that Bitcoin has more than trebled trebled since January 2023, while the JSE All Share Index is virtually unchanged over the last year. Do you think investors are starting to realize this, even though cryptos are far more volatile? You know, people, a lot of people are driven away from Bitcoin and cryptos because they see crashes. They see these tremendous runs and then crashes of 70, 75, 80 percent they see that cryptos are far more volatile than traditional equities and yet if you take a 10-year view and and you look at what bitcoin has done it's far in excess the the best assets in the world over that period of time
0: absolutely and i think when markets are, are green and we're seeing a lot of positive sentiments in the crypto markets then you know that volatility is almost applauded. But at the same time, it should be noted that crypto remains a highly volatile asset. And I think that speaks to almost the risk averseness that some investors take before investing into crypto. Now, when you compare it, for instance, with with the JSC and and some of the other global stock markets, then obviously the crypto market has surpassed any of the growth um, that that these other markets have have, um, achieved. But I think it also speaks to the broader adoption of cryptocurrencies, the maturing of the industry as a whole. I think regulation in a large part is playing a role um, in this asset as well. We know that crypto in South Africa is a registered financial product um, and it is regulated under the phase Act. And we're seeing this kind of movement play out globally. And I mean, when I mentioned earlier, also the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs from the SEC in the US, I think is also a massive uh, nudge of approval that cryptocurrency and the crypto industry, you know, even though it's quite novel compared to you know, the broader financial industry, but it's definitely an industry that is here to stay and offers a lot of alternative investment options to, to people.
1: All right, let's talk about LUNO. I mean, you started off by telling us, not started off, you told us a minute ago that you, for many years, the only coin that you could buy, there was Bitcoin. And that was a very deliberate policy at LUNO. You wanted to make it very simple for people to get into what is the grandfather coin or the apex coin in the cryptocurrency space. Now, of course, you've expanded that. You've got quite a few other coins. What is new?
0: No, it's, um, it's quite a challenge always to... To manage and balance, you know, everything, all the new developments in the crypto industry versus finding that right product market fits and and making sure that we present products and features to our customer base that is well suited, you know, to them. But there's a lot of movement from the uh, from the product development side at Luno. I mentioned earlier we we've taken a, a bit of a new approach at Luno when it comes to launching new tokens on our platform. We've really um, honed in on the process on approving these new tokens, and you'll be seeing a lot more tokens launched on the platform. All of the coins that we launch have gone through our very thorough vetting process um, to make sure that these coins are legitimate and safe. That's a very exciting um, thing in development that we will see in 2024. We've recently listed maker of Curve and Atom with XLM and Algo being um, planned for, for launch in March. Um, and then also a, a very recent development at Luna is we republished our proof of reserve verification report. Previously, we used to publish this quarterly, but we've now moved to publish this uh, monthly. And this report is produced and verified by Moore Johannesburg. And what this proof of reserve report is doing is it indicates and it showcases that all of our customer crypto assets that they hold is verified and in safekeeping with Luna and that there, there's that one-to-one custody ratio. Now, there's a lot of speak in the crypto industry about the proof of reserve report functionality. But I think why we um, decided to, to move forward with this and produce this monthly is because we want to give our customers that, that peace of mind that a lot of other platforms don't do. And then on the further developments on the on the product we'll be diversifying some of our staking options later this year and then on the institutional side as well we'll be working on um, providing asset managers and financial advisors uh, better accessibility to advise their customers on how to diversify their portfolios with crypto
1: right and staking of course meaning you can earn interest on you're locking up your crypto for a period of time and you can withdraw it fairly I think the lock-up periods they vary from one exchange to the other but you can you know you can lock it up for a day or an hour or a year
0: Yeah, and and, and the reason why you do that is that you stake your cryptocurrency um, so that that can be used to assist in verifying the transactions on the blockchain. And then, as a reward, um, you are then given additional cryptocurrency, whatever the blockchain then determines what that reward would be.
1: Okay, final question, Christo. What are the big crypto events to look out for over the coming year?
0: Yeah, so we spoke about the halving, I think, in the run up to the halving in, in April, we will see the headlines, especially in the crypto industry, be dominated by this. There's going to be a lot of focus on you know, what the market is doing in, in anticipation and then in response to this Bitcoin halving. But interestingly enough, we're also looking at the Ethereum blockchain and we we call it the Ethereum 2.0, which relates to a major upgrade on on the blockchain. Um, And without getting too technical, this upgrade that is going to happen on the Ethereum blockchain will enable the blockchain to to become much faster, uh, more energy efficient and cheaper. And what we can see is that this may drive more interest in the mainstream as well so i definitely think with the with the upgrade on the ethereum blockchain there's going to be a lot of focus on that and also what alternative developments that uh, uh, will unfold and then closer to home um you know we spoke about the the bitcoin spot etfs being approved in the us by the sec it would be interesting to see what that means for the conversation closer to home. If the JSE will will consider similar spot Bitcoin ETFs, we know that there is demand for that locally. And the reason why I mention that is usually when we see these approvals in the US, the rest of the world usually follows. So that, that's something I would be keeping my eye on in, in this year.
1: Yeah, and the importance of that, of course, being ETFs, that's a way for institutions to acquire Bitcoin uh, in a way that they are regulated and they're safe to do, which is something new. Hasn't been in, in existence really for the last decade. You were able to buy futures ETFs, but not spot ETFs, the actual Bitcoin exactly. itself.
0: Yeah. And and, and and what that also does, just from a consumer point of view, is it presents you know a product related to crypto in in a form that is recognizable and and well understood in the broader financial market so it it takes away that that unknown factor that a lot of people have a lot of hesitation for getting into cryptocurrency
1: great stuff it's going to be a fascinating year look forward to speaking to you again that was christo david who is country manager at crypto exchange luno thank you very much christo thanks
0: guy Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.